The sun has been out and it's strong. During the month of May, sunshine becomes increasingly strong. In fact, from early May onwards, we're on a countdown to peak solar radiation. And talking of sunshine... It's also great weather this week for generating solar energy. So we're looking at around 26% of the UK's energy being generated from solar. So when will the clouds gather again? Slowly, over the next few days, things are changing. The jet stream will cut off and dive to the south of the UK. We'll then be on the north side of the jet stream heading into the weekend. It's Thursday, the 16th of May, and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir, and you're listening to Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. It's late spring, and while some areas are still seeing the odd patch of grass frost by night, we are seeing some high temperatures by day. UV levels already match those of the summer months, and the risk of sunburn can be deceptive. Here's Helen Roberts. During the month of May, sunshine becomes increasingly strong. In fact, from early May onwards, we're on a countdown to peak solar radiation, which happens only seven weeks later on June the 21st, which is the summer solstice. Ultraviolet radiation can't be seen and it can't be felt, but overexposure to the sun can cause permanent skin damage, and being sunburnt as a child significantly increases the risk of certain skin cancers. Because we can't feel or see these rays, you won't know until you're burned, until it's too late. High levels of UV radiation can penetrate through clouds so you can still burn on a dull day. The strength of this UV is represented using an index, 1 being very low and 10 being very high. The hottest days of the year in the UK tends to be during July and August when the ground has had a real chance to warm up. But UV levels rise earlier than this and even during the cooler days of late spring when it doesn't feel that warm, UV can be moderate or high. So the air temperature can be misleading if you're out and about on cooler days. This is the case even in the winter up on a mountainside during ski season or climbing at altitude. So even when there's a cold wind blowing during late spring, if the sun is shining, you're still at risk of sunburn. There are some places where it takes less time to burn than others, for example the seaside. That's because the sunlight reflects from the surface of the sea and the light-coloured sand, resulting in a higher chance to pick up more rays and increasing the risk of your skin burning. So during sunny days in spring as well as summer, remember to cover up or use sun cream if you're out for any length of time. The Met Office issues hourly UV forecasts for specific locations, so it's worth checking the forecast before you head out. Thank you, Helen. On Monday, Twitter users received this message from the National Grid. We confirm a new all-time solar record, 9.47 gigawatts, beating the last record of 9.38 gigawatts in May 2017. Hashtag solar. Hashtag zero carbon. Aidan McGibbon investigates. I'm joined by Patrick Seishon, Group Leader Energy, Industry and Transport here at the Met Office. And just to set the scene, we're talking to each other from a dimly lit studio in a corner of the Met Office with no windows on one of the sunniest days of the year. Beautiful week of weather, Patrick. Widespread sunny skies, great weather, of course, for sun seekers, but also great weather for another reason. 
it's also great weather this week for generating solar energy. So Tuesday today, and uh, we're looking at around 26% of the UK's energy being generated from solar. Yesterday, I think it was about 78 gigawatt hours generated from solar energy. So that's a huge amount of energy. How did Monday's value compare to what we'd normally get from solar energy? Well, it changes a lot from day to day and also through the seasons. So a few days ago in very early May, say around the 8th of May, the weather wasn't so good and we were only generating around 25 gigawatt hours. That's still quite good, but yeah, it wasn't quite as sunny on those days. And then if you track back right down into the depths of winter, yeah, there's some days in December when we've barely registered any solar energy. I mean, the fact that we've registered some is significant, but uh, we've hardly had any. And the end result, of course, is that we rely less and less on coal. Some weeks we have you know, really good weeks for generating wind energy, and there's a lot of it installed around the UK. If we're looking at today, we're generating around 5% of our energy from wind, but when it's windier, that can go up significantly. Given that the UK isn't known for its sunshine, we're doing pretty well, aren't we? Yeah, the UK isn't the sunniest country in the world. There's places where you can get a lot more. But we now have about nine gigawatts, I think, installed, or maybe a bit more than that. So that, that has really exploded over the last few years. I think original estimates from National Grid were that around a couple of years ago, they expected to have about one gigawatt installed. We have nine now. So, you know, really significant improvements in how much capacity we've got. Where are all these solar panels? Well, they're a huge varied mix, really. So from people putting them on their roofs, you know, farmers and landowners, you know, big building owners putting, you know, large arrays on their roofs. And here at the Met Office, we've got a large solar array that helps us. And it's a great time of year, of course, to receive this bumper crop of sunshine, given that nights are still quite chilly. So I'm guessing that people still need to use their heating in the mornings. Most of our heating in this country is still gas. I know that a large amount of focus now from a climate change mitigation point of view is about how we can electrify more of our heating capacity. Patrick Seishon, Group Leader, Energy, Industry and Transport, thank you. Thanks, Aidan. Now here's what's happening elsewhere in the world weather-wise. An enhanced tornado risk exists across the central and southern plains of the USA as severe thunderstorms track northeastwards into the weekend. Damaging winds and large hail are expected as an area of low pressure develops. Where the most severe storms develop, 150 to 250 millimetres of rain can be expected. For those of you who need more technical detail, the Convective Available Potential Energy, or CAPE, could be in excess of 2,000 to 2,500 joules per kilogram. Expected impacts could be flash flooding, large hail, damaging winds, and tornadoes are also likely. Closer to home across Eastern Europe, Areas of heavy rain and organised thunderstorms are expected to develop on Sunday. This violent weather will then spread westwards to many areas, including France, during the first part of next week. 25 to 50 millimetres of rain is likely widely, with some areas affected by higher totals. And the threat of severe thunderstorms is likely to remain so into next week. And now back to Aidan, who has the weather for the weekend and beyond. Of course, a spectacular week of weather so far. High pressure across the UK, widespread sunny skies and warmth. But slowly, over the next few days, things are changing. The jet stream will cut off and dive to the south of the UK. will then be on the north side of the jet stream heading into the weekend. 
What does that mean? Well, it means that through Friday and into the weekend, showers will become more widespread. And certainly through Saturday and Sunday, there'll be some heavy downpours around. There'll also be increased cloud cover, especially for North Sea coasts on Saturday. A lot of mist and heart and fret and so on affecting these North Sea beaches. Now, that will make it feel colder, particularly along that east coast. And for Scotland, it's a grim day on Saturday with outbreaks of persistent rain. But brighter skies on Sunday mean that it will be feeling a bit warmer. And into next week, it's a spring-like mixture of sunshine and showers. The showers most frequent across southern parts of Britain, the best of any dry weather to the northwest. And there are signs later next week that high pressure may start to build more widely. Now here's Simon Partridge with last week's highs and lows. The highest daily temperature was on Sunday the 12th of May with a high of 18.4 Celsius in Chivener, North Devon. The lowest temperature was recorded during the early hours of Tuesday morning with a minima of minus 6.2 Celsius in Cambrace, Sutherland. Presswick Ayrshire was the sunniest place with 14.9 hours of sunshine last Saturday. The wettest place was Catesbridge in County Down in Northern Ireland with 34.6 millimetres of rain on Friday the 10th of May. Thank you, Simon. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. Our producer was Adrian Holloway. Do join us again next time when we take a scientific peek behind the week's weather headlines. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.